Hey friends, looking for some great business content other than right here on Accelerate? Then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs, including an interview with me, your favorite podcast host. And it's all on demand. Watch and get insider secrets on demand by going to csuitetv.com. That's c-suitetv.com. Business insights on demand. Okay, let's do the show. It's time to accelerate. Hi, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 446 of Accelerate, the sales podcast of record, where I hold in-depth conversations with today's leading experts in sales, marketing, and leadership six days a week. So be sure to go to iTunes, subscribe if you haven't done so already, and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Are you in a sales slump? Then you need to visit accelerate.fm forward slash spark to find out how to restart the engine on your sales machine by downloading my step-by-step guide titled How to Spark a Sales Turnaround. It's based on my interviews with over 300 of the world's leading sales experts right on this show, and it's packed full of actionable advice that you can use right now. So go to accelerate.fm forward slash spark to download your free copy today. You know, it's, it's a given that how customers buy has changed, and the little thing called the internet has irrevocably changed how buyers identify their needs and research and evaluate products and potential vendors. And what that all means is how we need to sell has also irrevocably changed. More and more of the sales process is being conducted remotely or virtually. As we all know, that's not quite the same as selling in person. It requires some special skill sets. So join me today to talk about that and help walk us through how to sell virtually. For a second time is Doug DeVitri. He's the founder of Doug DeVitri International and author of a really excellent book called Screen to Screen Selling. And something else I really want to dive into with him, he says he's a wannabe sushi chef. So, Doug, how you doing? You know, I, as m- eating as much sushi as I did, or maybe I used to, I, I was asking, you know, how do you make it? Just like kind of the technology, how do you make it work? So, um, I got all the ingredients. First time I went to the store, I bought the the actual regular fish. You know, so, you know, there's like sure. salmon grade and then there's right. like salmon. Well, I bought the regular salmon. We had a whole bunch of guests over and, um, you know, Good thing my friend asked me what type of fish that was before I cut it up. Otherwise, you know, it would have been a disaster. But, you know, um, <laughs> no, I, I still make it from time to time, okay. all different types. Um, I, liked, I like probably the art more than I like anything else. So. Sure. No, there definitely is an art for that. Okay. Well, so, um, God, it's been a year since we last talked, actually, on the show. I mean, we've talked in the interim, but let's talk about screen-to-screen selling. You know, this is... A term that I think you popularized in many respects is so refresh people's memories about what that means. I mean, if they don't, you know, intuitively understand. Then let's also talk about sort of what's changed in that domain in the last year. Yeah, you bet. So the whole idea or the premise of screen to screen selling is how to communicate your idea or your message, or maybe that's to sell your product or service, or maybe it's to influence others in arriving at a decision. Mm-hmm. Using some of the latest technology. Now I know I know from before we you know we did uh, the podcast just kind of through audio, but now we've got video, which is cool because we'll be able to kind of demonstrate uh, you know some of those concepts that are going to be different um, in terms of not just the conversational flow, right. but also how we articulate and communicate complex ideas, especially when we get into the consultative uh, type of sales process. Yeah, and I think that, that you know, there's, <laughs> gosh, I feel almost tired of talking about this. And so many interviews recently, you know, people are talking about automation and sales technology and this desire to, seeming desire to sort of take 
the human out of the sale. And yeah, this is certainly screen to screen the way we're talking today. And you know, you look at the investments companies are making in this technology, really reinforces the idea that yeah, the human part is as essential, not even more so than it used to be. We may be more remote than we used to be, but a lot of the same things in terms of building relationships, rapport, looking yeah. at visual cues, all that stuff is still there. Yeah, what's, what's, I guess what's different is now that the technology has kind of caught up, now we can be a little bit more creative. Now we don't have to worry, you know, is it going to work or is it not going to work? Just because, you know, the internet's getting faster and we've got much better tools today. Yeah, I mean, if we haven't clogged up our computers with having too many apps open, as, <laughs> as I did before we started this interview and had to force quit many of them. But talking about Zoom, so, you know, in this case, we say, okay, you know, this virtual selling, is this really a thing? But, you know, they just, I think they passed a billion dollar valuation, right? So with their latest round of investment, I mean, that's, that's pretty significant. And Citrix that owns GoToMeeting, GoToWebinar, they just purchased uh, Join.me. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of big players saying, hey, this, this is something we see as, as critical going forward, strategic to our companies. No kidding. Well, you know, if, if you look at, there's probably a hundred different types of video conference technologies or screen sharing technologies that are out there. You know, what made Zoom so popular so quickly, which, you know, they have an out of the world engagement rate or customer retention rate. It's just, it, it puts all the other softwares and service companies to shame. You know, how do you get those numbers? Because they built, you know, from the ground up at the Eric, Eric Wan who's the CEO, mm -hmm. brought a bunch of engineers over from, from Cisco and then said, you know, how do we make the most usable software? And boy, I mean, when I first started writing screen-to-screen -screen selling, Join2Me was kind of my go-to tool. Right. And I started using Zoom. And just because I've studied usability with technology, you know, inter, inter, interface and, and design, I knew right away that, that Zoom was a contender and even kind of a platform that I could use with my own clients. So not sure. talking about how great it is, but I actually use it on a, on a regular basis, you know, believe it or not. Well, no, I believe it. I mean, I I've, was on a couple of Zoom calls earlier today before I recorded this. I mean, that certainly has become my... Increasingly, my platform for talking with clients and holding meetings with remote uh, employees, as well as for the podcast itself. I mean, we still still use Skype, you know, for a large large number of them. But increasingly, that balance is changing, partially because of the quality, partially because it's it's a little bit the user interface is is a little bit more business friendly. Yeah, you know, you know, a question that I get asked, and it's something we covered on the first podcast, but I just want to kind of reinforce it, or, or for the mm -hmm. you know, listeners missed the missed the first one. You know, I, the question I get asked is, which is the best tool, right? Which yeah. is the best tool? If I were going to choose one, which one would it be? And my first number one is whatever the customer is most familiar with. Sure. Right, because if they just use Skype and they're not familiar with Zoom, not only going to be a little bit hesitant, but something doesn't work, they're going to blame the technology, or they're going to blame you. you not, right. <laughs> no one likes to assume responsibility. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had this issue though with, with, with Skype, you know, so Skype's been around forever yeah. and I interview people that are pretty, pretty okay. smart people on my show. And you'd be surprised how many have an issue with Skype. You know, there's an issue, meaning I don't know how to use it. And I'm like, seriously, I mean, you're, you're like one guy was a pretty smart guy in terms of training and, you know, technology-based training. It's like, you're trying to tell me that you're freaked up by Skype? <laughs> well, I'd say this. If you can't get, like right now today, you know, it's, 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 we're in February 2017. Right. If you 
can't get your camera to work, you have a mindset problem, not a technology problem. Well, exactly, right? Yeah, I mean, hopefully these people are probably still ones sitting at home looking at their, <laughs> what used to be their VCR. Maybe they still have a VCR blinking 12 at them all the time, right? I mean, seriously, <laughs> and if you if you were going to hold a meeting, right? And every time you needed to hold a meeting or have a conference call, you had to call technical support. Wouldn't that be a drain on your resources rather than actually improving the productivity condition? <laughs> yeah, trying, yeah trying. Well, I mean... It's getting to the point where it's pretty excuse-free. I mean, most of the major solutions that, that we've talked about today, yeah, pretty easy to your first time to get on there and you know, make it work. Uh, and they make it so easy to join. So, so there's really no excuse, I think, really for not using these tools. I mean, I can see that, yeah, people are still a little reluctant. Like I had somebody I was speaking with today. Um, I give them the option of recording the interview, video or audio, and that's like insistent. I don't do video. But right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a mindset. I mean, it's going away. I mean, the chance of having a better level of engagement and so on really goes up when you can see somebody. I mean, l- listen, it's, let's say, you know, our, 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 we're going to start our call at three o'clock and it's two 30. Like I'm looking at the clock in two 30, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start preparing at three when our meeting starts. Right. Even though there would typically be a 30 minute let's say drive time to go see you if you're local, you know, in, in that 30 minutes, I'm preparing links. I'm doing a little bit of research um, so that when we have that conversation, you know, 50% of the virtual meeting is done before it even starts. So if we're not, if we're not well, taking, meaning, meaning what? So if people listening, what does that 50% entail? Well, 50%. So that could be what, what's the result driven agenda. So right. in other words, as a result of this call, what are we going to be able to decide upon at, at the end of it? You know, are we going to decide? Which you should do, which you should do anyway, right? I mean, that's good sales practice. So, I mean, is there anything else on top of, you know, good conventional sales practice that you need to really focus on preparing prior to a good screen to screen call like this? Yeah, you bet. So, I mean, just, just simple things you wouldn't think about until you made the mistake and you embarrassed yourself and the other people who you're talking to. You know, number one is close down all your instant messengers. Yeah. The last thing you want to have happen is a screen share conversation. And then there's a Facebook instant message or Skype instant message that talks about something embarrassing that you did that you wouldn't wouldn't want your customer to see. Or an invitation to do something embarrassing at that moment. Yes. (laughs) Right. And if we're we're doing a screen share conversation, chances are I'm going to close down all of the windows, all the programs, all the documents, all the contracts that I had up before. So then that way, when I get into screen share mode, I'm not having to kind of say, oops, you're not supposed to see that or Mm -hmm. things down in a a last minute, you know, reactive situation. Right. I'd also say this, as far as your preparation goes, there's going to be visuals that you were going to want to prepare ahead of time. And the easiest visuals to prepare is a website that already exists. Mm -hmm. If you do a Google search, you pull up the company's, you know, website beforehand, or maybe you're, you're talking about, let's say Amazon, for example, let's say we do Amazon. Um, Well, boy, I want to make sure that I have all those sites, products and links pulled up ahead of time. That way I'm not going back and forth, back and forth. You know, hey, see, Andy, hold on one second while I find this. <laughs> oh, the internet connection's slow today, yeah. <laughs> and you'll see that, you know, you'll see that done during, let's say, a live presentation or a conversation. Oh, let, me, right. let me try to find that. But the problem is, is in the virtual world, the time accelerates 10 times faster when you're waiting. So if you say, hold on a minute, you know, Five, in five seconds, I'm going to be thinking, you know, is he, is he ready yet? 
Yeah. The longer that you, do you make somebody wait for something that you could have easily prepared ahead of time, just, you know, it does several things It decreases the productivity of the conversation. Um, it makes you think that the other person might be wasting your time or respect your mm-hmm. time because you're, you know, you're not prepared. So there's a lot of things to consider when you get into, you know, before it even starts, what are some, some just key things that we need to do before that conversation? Well, and eliminate, eliminate distractions as well, right? So turn your phone off, put it away, yeah, don't be tempted. I mean, part of the reason I think the wait time looks so long is when you're waiting for somebody, if you're in a meeting like this and somebody says, yeah, let me, let me find that, is, you know, you've got everything on your desktop you can sort of look at, right? So, you know, nah, yeah, I checked my mail and you're still not there. I mean, that, that seems like a long time. Well, when, whenever we get into a situation, I mean, right now, um, let's say if, you know, you were the customer and I was a salesperson, you know, we're mm-hmm. be talking, you know, just like this, right. you know, face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, you know, we're laughing. I can see that you're smiling. I can see that you're not checking your phone. You know, we're, we're building rapport. Right. Um, you know, I'm asking you questions about, you know, what are some of, you know, you know, you could go basic or you could go to advanced depending on your relationship. You know, what's your biggest challenge or specifically in your budget line, which are the items you need to, to look at? Well, once you ask that question and then the customer says, tell me more, that then gives you permission to pull up the visual on the screen share. Mm-hmm. So the common mistake that, that, that folks make during, let's say your demo is they pull up the screen share too quickly. And then it's like, Oh my gosh, now I'm already in this pitch that I don't even know if you know what I need to know in order to make a good decision. Interesting. So how, f- I mean, so you sort of triggered a thought when you talk about the tell me more question, because that's a, that's a bilateral question, right? There's a great question to ask to your prospects is, you know, that's very interesting. Yeah. You ask them a great, what I call killer question up front, they're at pause, they think about it, give you an answer, interesting, what, tell me more about that. Do you ever encourage the customer then to open up screen share and to power up, you know, a website, their website or some you know, whatever helps them accelerate their decision-making process, mm-hmm. I say go ahead. However, and there's kind of like a, like a however. Yes. What I would suggest is it's your responsibility as kind of, the, kind of the facilitator of that conversation is to make sure that the customer is asking the right questions, that they are, that they are kind of taking this overall big picture so they can then filter it down to – a decision rather than wait. I mean, cause if you're a customer, you start, you know, Hey, say, look at, you know, we, Andy, we look at my website real quick. I might say, well, not yet. We're not ready for that yet. Let's not waste time talking about your website when there's actually a bigger priority or a bigger issue that we have to address first. Okay. Maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's a strategic conversation before it becomes a tactical conversation. Right. Show you. Well, yeah, you have to earn the right to have information revealed to you. But so let's, let's sort of take a step back to the beginning because there's a great new book out, uh, The Science of Selling by David Hoffeld. I don't know if you've read that book. Yeah, very, you know, interesting things I've read a lot about myself in terms of perceptions and how perceptions are built and especially at the beginning and points of engagement between you and a, a customer. So what are some of those tips you have for people to say, look, we get on a call like this. I mean, one of the things that's research has shown that, hey, just that mere act of smiling. Yeah. You know, predisposes the customer to to open up and to like you, you know, be more receptive to you. I mean, what other advice do you have for people along those lines right at the beginning of a call, just when yeah, you get started? 
You know, I think I think camera position is also critical early on because when you start a call, it depends on what software you're using, you have your camera that you actually see yourself on the computer screen. Right. right? So uh, many times it might appear on like the far right hand side of the screen or top, or it might appear at the far bottom right of the screen. Well, the, the problem with that, actually, this is, this is what Zoom does really well, is they, they, they center the it right. Centered underneath the actual right. camera standard to laptops, which is, you know, it's a it's a design, uh, fee, or it's a design that they put into the software that just makes it a little bit more user friendly. Right. Um, you know. Well, also, yeah. Good. Well, I was going to say that you talk about camera position. That's a great one, right? So you're not you actually people on the other side feel like you're actually looking at them in the eye, and yeah, as much as you can, you know, keep your eye focused on the light where the camera is. I mean, that's that's really making a connection there. Yeah, but, but the other thing is also is making sure that you're not um, having your camera <laughs> either sitting on your lap, looking up at the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a common one. I mean, that's, Even if you do, right? Even if you do have, or you're in that situation where the laptop is facing the ceiling, you know, turn the camera off. Just because you have the option to use it in the software doesn't necessarily mean that you have to use it. True, but if the customer has the the camera on, you need to you need to reciprocate, right? Yeah. I, mean, that, that, I mean that is, and sometimes if you're making these calls, right? So I've seen this on Skype, and I do this all the time. Is my default is I'm going to turn the camera on, and it's not always everybody's expectation. They're like, "Oh, are we doing video?" It's like, "Well, sure." Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's maybe it's wrong to assume that somebody else is going to use video. I think that's going to even one of those questions early on is that if you kind of pressure too much, even though, I mean, uh, the reason why we discussed this earlier, the reason, reason sure. people don't do this is because they're afraid of video. But hey, you know, more and more. I, I mean, I just sort of do it as the default. And I would say 95% of people are fine with it, you know, but there's always going to be a few percentage. And so that's fine. If they don't want to do it, you know, we'll turn it off. That's not, not an issue. But yeah, so look at the ceiling, not a good idea. Um, any other sort of weird camera angles? Some people work with two screens on their desk. Yeah, had, you where the camera the cameras on this or no they're looking at this one but the cameras on this one they see you on this one but the cameras over here it's like yeah that's really disconcerting yeah they're, they're trying to be productive with the two screens but it's actually hurting the conversation yeah and so if that's your setup and you're the seller yeah get yeah. yourself on on one 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 screen you know, right right now it's not an issue for you and me because we we've got white walls behind us. Um, but but you know, if you have let's say you're in a busy office environment, um, I don't know if I have one here. Yeah, I've got one right here actually. This is a web around the the backdrop. Oh yeah, that you can put. You know, it actually latches on right right on the back of back your, of your chair. chair. Right. So then that way, what it does is actually signals everybody else that's in the office and environment. Hey, you know, uh, Andy's busy right now. He's got his his screen up. Yeah, you think that'd work? I mean, I've unfortunately with sort of the open office, you know, I've found people making calls to me as well as me making calls to people where they're in the completely open office and they're just sitting there at their desk trying to do a video call. And that's that, again, if you have the choice and you're making an important sales call, go into find a conference room. Yeah. Or you work from home when you're doing that call and then go back into the office. But uh, it's just polite to make it as quiet as possible. You bet. Um, you, we talked about lighting a little bit. Uh, this is the chat light. This is what I put the latches on right on top of the laptop or other oh, device. Chat light. Huh. 
And so you plug this in USB to charge it, and that's all it is. There's just one button on, on and off. Mm-hmm. And then it just sits right up here. So, you know, when you've got no, when you have no light, in your situation right. with no light, this is your next best option. All right. Gosh, all sorts of useful. And so the, so how big does the thing behind your chair go? I mean, cause you have fairly wide camera view right here. So if you were a rep sitting in an office, does it, it'll take know, up, it'll take up the entire window here. It will take up the entire window. You know, if you're using a webcam, it'll take up the entire window, depending on your webcam that you might be using. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different units that you look, can look at. This is probably, you know, if you're just using a regular webcam, this is kind of like a Logitech. It's not built in. Yeah. This is another one that's a little bit different. This is the Logitech uh, conference cam. And so this is a little bit of a fancier camera that you could have plugged into the side that just kind of creates a different experience, especially if you have multiple people sitting around the room. Right. This will kind of widen that angle. That way, you know, people's heads aren't cut off when you're trying Interesting. to have a conversation. Right. So it's a wide angle lens. It doesn't, it doesn't do tracking based on who talks though, does it? Or... Um, this one has, a, has like a little remote that you can, you can move around. Okay. So, yeah, well, but it, cool. it won't do, it won't do it automatically. There are cameras that, just, yeah, like the, you could put your stuff on a swivel. Yeah. That would track, you know, if you had the device on you. Yeah. All right. Well, those are good tips. Um, what other sort of practical ones for people that are starting to get into this and do more, more calls like this? Well, let's get, let maybe let's go. If, if you, if you want to, we can go into the screen share. Sure. I can show you a little bit of some of the nuances that let's you do it. Let's do it. And before, before we kind of lead into it, um, this is kind of in the section where you get into the conversation where a customer says, tell me more. Right. And then you've earned the right to then get into the visual demonstration because now we're connecting intellectually through the screen share and we're trying to get on the same kind of mental frame through the screen share itself. So okay. I would say, I would say, Hey, Andy, do you mind if I share my screen with you? Is that okay? That'd be great. Awesome. So I'm just going to go real quick and, and then click it. And now you're going to be able to see um, what I'm looking at. And I think you, what you said, Andy, is um, you wanted to buy some new technology for either your car, for your office. And what I'd like to do here is maybe get a, li- a, a little bit of a, a better understanding of what you want. And then we can filter down some of the s- s- decisions because, Boy, you can spend a whole lot of time searching on Amazon and Google and not get, <laughs> not get exactly what you want. Um, right. so just real quick, do you, do you, um, what do you see on my screen right now? I see a smiley face. Okay, perfect. So um, maybe you can tell me a little bit about uh, what, you're, what you're trying to accomplish with some, by adding some of the new technology. All right, well, I'm trying to find uh, a new router. Okay. High-speed router. Now, interestingly enough, some of the routers now today, um, you know, if you're looking at your office or your home office, you actually have to buy another router to extend it. Yes. Um, so maybe, maybe if that's something of interest, you know, we can Yeah, we're looking at that. Something like, uh, I've read about this Eero product, let's say. Yeah. So I'm just going to, you said router, but I'm also going to put extender here just to see if it's that's sure. be a good fit. What, what else are you looking at? Uh, that's it really today. Really? Um, what about, um, your, your home? Do you, have you been looking at some of the smartphone features where you can actually talk to turn your lights on? Uh, well, a little bit, cause we have our new Amazon echo, so we could integrate that with, uh, Alexa, but, uh, yeah, not so much yet. <laughs> I was, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, I, like <laughs> right now I can say, Alexa, turn all lights on and then boom, they all go on. And then 
Um, you know, Alexa, turn all lights off and then they go all off. And it, you know what's, what's great about this rather than just the productivity? It's a great game for kids. Kids the, love playing with Alexa. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we've read about some of those. <laughs> kids uh, putting their sleeping mother's thumbprint on their iPhone to be able to open the Amazon app and order things. <laughs> so I'm just going to put in here um, Alexa slash... Um, and so I'll describe for the people that are listening and not, not watching that, that yeah. you're using an application to, if you're sitting here taking, having a meeting with a prospect is you actually, you have a manual note taking app that's up on the screen. Yeah. You, you bet. I'll just, I just want to share and, it with, and which, which one is that that you're using? Um, this is the app called Do Siri. D-O-C-E-R-I. This, this acts as my telestrator to overlay on top of a website or to overlay on top of a PowerPoint presentation. Mm -hmm. Then this gives me the ability to interact. This gives me the ability to customize the presentation in the moment. This gives me the ability to um, create the value with you so that I'm not making any assumptions that whatever product or widget or feature that I have that I'm selling is going to be your fit. So I'm trying to get to kind of what, what, what you want to accomplish first and then kind of create this, create this together. Yeah. So you can see this, yeah, obviously people with watching this on video, you can see this for those of us uh, or those of you, those of you who, who can't, uh, can't see it. Yeah. It's a great, great way to take notes, get agreement on the agenda. And uh, as you said, sort of collaborate in real time in terms of creating creating the agenda on what you're going to do next. Because here's what, here's what you have just from a communication standpoint. Maybe you've seen this in some sort of other, um, you know, diagram. There's a difference between what you say, what you know, what you do and what you understand. And there's between mm -hmm. what the other person understands. So right. if, if, you know, how many times has a customer said something to you and then you misinterpreted it? Right. And then created a, an entirely different dialogue than what the customer wanted, where wanted to go because you misinterpreted what they said. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the benefit of writing down. And especially when you're talking financials, like nobody wants to be off a of zero. Right. And I think the other thing too, the other thing too, excuse me for misspeaking, but if you read books from Dan Rome, you know, wrote the back of the, um, the envelope in his most recent book, Draw to Win, which yeah. is all about you know, how do you use drawing as a way to more effectively communicate concepts and ideas and so on. And this would be a great tool to do it. You don't have to, you can do it on the fly and it can be quite effective, especially if you don't have like a whiteboard behind you. You bet. Yeah. And so this is kind of like, this is drawing on steroids because now we're equipping it with some of the latest technology. We don't have to be in the same room for us to demonstrate that. Mm -hmm. And typically, you know, what you, what you see um, in maybe a, a highly consultative environment or, or if you're selling an enter, enter, enterprise situation where you're in the room with, the, with a group and you're selling by flip chart. Yeah. So this is the same exact idea, exactly. except now we're not only are we, now are we doing it more effect, effectively because we have some of this tech, but now we can shorten the amount of time that it takes from, let's say, idea or concept into execution because mm -hmm. we've got multiple people on the same kind of page right based upon whatever the facilitator decides you know the facilitator the salesperson decides that this is the next visual that we need to be on together in order to move forward right 
Yeah, well, I think that the spontaneity, I think, is what's really important with this type of thing. So if, if yeah, you're talking about something and what happens too often is people get into the middle of their slides and we're gonna we're just gonna power through the slides and the customer's bringing up a point that's just you know it's orthogonal it's it's really germane to what they need yeah take a break and power up doseri and draw out is this what you meant you know make a flow chart make a system diagram whatever you're talking about and ask if they understand if you if your understanding is correct and get their yeah, affirmative. Yeah, or no. Let's change it a little bit here. And as soon as they start changing it, yeah, then suddenly, ah, there's some ownerships taking place here. So here's here's where sales and marketing can collaborate a little bit better, in my opinion. Is yeah, by the marketing team taking the conversation from the sales professional and architecting a diagram that acts as a visual frame to lead the conversation at a faster rate than your blank flip chart or whiteboard allows. Okay. Do you want me to okay. show you? Sure. Right. What I mean? Yeah. It'd be great. Cause, cause we're still on screen share here. I'm going to go back to the app and then I'm just going to open up a, a, a blank little page. Sure. And because I, because I've already have these conversations that have happened in the past, I can go right to the visual and insert the visual based off of what we're talking about in the moment rather than hitting an arrow key back and forth on PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. I get there without any, any delay. So <laughs> this, is just a, this is just an example of visual. And, uh, you so, know, this so is this is something you created in Doceri or you created in PowerPoint and then imported into Doceri? Um, so, good question. So, what this is, as far as how it was created, it was using another iPad app called Graphio. Mm-hmm. It's about a $9 app, but it's a process visual. It's a, um, if, you, if you're into user experience and design, it can be another, it can be a good app. Um, but all it did, it was just allow me to create the lines to, for this. Okay. So, based upon whatever, you know, we're talking about in the moment, I can then architect the visual or kind of, I'm sorry, kind of fill in the blank together with the customer rather than just leading with bulleted slides. Yeah. So for people listening to this, what Doug's put up on the screen is a, a grid with uh, four columns, uh, five columns. And the far left one is the customer journey, basically various steps. And then you've got Across the top, you've got column one is awareness, two conversion, three adoption, and four block my block by my face ROI. <laughs> so yeah, so if I were to fill that in with you together, let's say this is what it was. I mean, I've created this in the past before, but let's sure. say I filled it in together. My expertise as a sales professional is in process, right? Your input through my process helps you get your outcome. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at the process, the art, this is where, so let's take it back to marketing now, is that now that marketing looks at the conversations that the sales professional are having on a regular basis, now what marketing can do is create a visual like this that outlines the process for the sales professional yeah. to fill in the blank with the customer so that now, you know, to create, a, to do something like this would usually take like three or four meetings Boy, now we can get all get it down to one. Or maybe if you're used to having hour meetings in the past, you know, now it's now it's no more than twenty minutes. Well, and plus I you can was, you can modify it as well. Well, yeah, we're we're working in the best interest of our time here. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole yeah, idea well, and the prospects time is is improving. You know, productivity. Yep. So I'll have a longer conversation when you have to. Um, 
if you can get it all in, you know, shorter. So the stock, this document we're looking at today or looking at right now, this, this grid, um, this is sitting on your iPad. Yeah. So how, how are you displaying that? So I'll just pull this up because I, what, what I've got here is I'm going to oh, actually I'm gonna take a screenshot of what appears on my iPad and then I'm going to insert it back in as a visual because you have to think about you know, how do you get pictures in real quick? We have to have them saved as visuals. So this is what the dose, I'm just going to write this in again. So in case you didn't get it the first time, D O C E R I. It's a free app for the iPad, but it will work with a PC or an Apple computer. Okay. You just have to have an iPad to use it. Now, if you use an Android, you know, look at, I think a whiteboard is the, is the popular one. You, know, you can, you can check that out. Okay. Uh, but so we're, as, as we're looking here, as far as the visuals go, you know, some are standard how they appear through, through Apple. But if I were to, if I were to scroll down here through mm. my different categories of visuals, a category of visual equals one PowerPoint presentation. Right. right. So let's say let's say your traditional PowerPoint presentation has twenty slides. Okay. Well, what I'm what I'm then going to do is let's say save that as uh, the echo friendly customer. Mm-hmm. Well, well, now if I'm speaking to an echo friendly customer, because granted you're going to have different types of customers come in, I can now go to the customer, uh, f- uh, or I'm sorry, the eco friendly kind of folder of pictures, find mm-hmm. the right picture, and then insert it into the conversation all within seconds, right? We're not talking, you know, open up, close and closing on different programs. We're talking about, you know, tap, tap, click, and you're done. Yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. For people who can't see it. I mean, it's, this is, uh, yeah, I'm just in love with this idea of, of diagramming and, and doing it in real time. Again, this looks like a great tool to do it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just your iPad just connected through Bluetooth with the computer. So, well, so it's done through uh, Wi-Fi, and you have to be on oh, the same Wi-Fi. Internet. Okay, okay. And I'll tell you, you know, we, you know, you remember, remember how we were talking about, um, you know, Amazon, like which router do I buy? Yeah. Um, you know, when I go and I speak at hotels and large conf- uh, large conferences, I it's BYO BYOR. Bring your own router. Really. So now what I do is I plug in my router. I don't even need the internet. I just need my computer and my iPad to talk to one another. I bring in my own router. I just plug it in. I don't need to connect to anything except for the, you know, the two devices. To Very cool. Right. And now I've got, um, uh, you know, a two way conversation that I can take with me anywhere I go. Just as long as I can plug into HDMI or right? I've got it somewhere. One of those mini, uh, projectors, right. You know, you can go straight to the iPad to the mini projector. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the different options you have. Very cool. Very cool. Well, great suggestions for people. Um, I got one more for you, Andy. All right, let's do it before we go. One more. So we've got, um, think about, uh, let's say if you did have a conversation that lasted 60 minutes. Right. Do you remember everything that was talked about during the conversation? (laughs) No, no one does. (laughs) I don't know why we, I don't know why we set up set ourselves up for, for, uh, you know, failure like that. So I'm going to click on, I'm going to show you just one more feature inside here because I think that this is going to be a new trend. It's just a matter of how, um, now, how quickly can can folks adapt to it? You know, like, yeah, it's, I think you know, Zoom is kind of like Facebook, you know, ten years ago. I think it's I think it's really going to catch on once once folks are now exposed to a new way, a new idea um, of communicating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I just inserted here, what I clicked on, 
was this little arrow but- button pointing to the right. Yep. So in the Apple world, that's the share button. I mm-hmm. click on that. And now the next thing that I do is I share as PDF. So do you see right here where it says of five slides? Right. So now what I do is at the end of the conversation, I'll send a PDF summary that contains all the visuals diagrammed through the conversation. And now we have kind of our notes conducted in a visual format that then I don't have to type out that, you know, 20 minute email that summarized all the key talking points because now it's in a a user-friendly PDF. Yeah, well, on top of which, you can, with the Zoom, you can use a system like uh, gong.io that will actually provide a transcription and a report that summarizes sort of, you know, the, the key elements that were discussed during the call. You know, yeah. they, through the AI, they're recognizing, you know, repetitive terms and things that are used. So, if, you know, I think about that from a customer standpoint, that uh, that would be pretty powerful if you can help supply them with perhaps not even a it could be the recording of the call itself, which I think it's always good to record calls and, and offer them. But uh, as long as you check your state state laws and have permission. Well, you ask, you have to ask them first, right? You know, yeah, you tell, know. ask the customer, look, do we would like to record this? You know, we'll provide you a copy of it. So you have it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, especially if you're looking and say, look, what can we do with, with shorter calls? Right. I mean, if yeah, it's an yeah. hour call, they're not going to go through, but Maybe they would if they remember at a certain time they made a really great point and they'll make sure that uh, they remember to tell somebody else. Other vendors, there you go. You bet. And if you want to take it and put it into your project management or your checklist, now you can go right to the visual to be able to do that, which is much easier trying to think, you know, what did we talk about? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. No one can remember. So unless you're taking notes and you remember the, the key points, increasingly recording calls is going to be done on everything i think even you know in-person calls you know we're seeing some technology spearfish and some other that are are pioneering that i think it makes sense you know we get rid of the sales operating purely as on the basis of anecdote and actually start saying yeah we've got a real record of what was said (laughs) if we can find a way to make it simply and easily available to people more the better so well doug as always it's been fantastic talking to you um Tell people, remind people how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, you bet. So, um, you know, screen to screen selling.com has the, is the site that has a lot of free content. You know, we, we were, we had a video podcast, we have digital magazine. We've got a ton of videos that are not just, you know, us talking, uh, together, but, um, actual demonstrations of how to use some of the latest, uh, you know, software that you have at, at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And then the book screen to screen selling is everywhere. It's on, uh, Barnes and Noble, it's on Amazon, it's at 800 CEO read. And in August, it will be translated into Japanese. Ah, very cool. What other languages have you had it translated into so far? Is that the first one? That's it. So Perfect. So, uh, you know, you write the book that you won't be able to read. <laughs> well, they, you know, they don't do the translations unless people want to buy it. So that's, that's a good sign. Congratulations. Thanks. All right. Well, Doug, Thank you. And, and friends, as always, thank you for taking the time to join us. Remember to make a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. And easy way to do that is make sure you join all my conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Doug DeVitri, who shares expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thanks again for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. <laughs>